It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is September 29th, 2020. My name is Will Cross Mike. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Please follow me on Twitter at underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to kind of build off of yesterday's podcast where we talked a little bit about kind of the philosophical quandary the magic are facing and, and what they need to do by looking at the draft and, and why the draft is an extremely important piece to the Magic's rebuild and, and the direction that they're going and how other teams have used the draft and maybe how the Magic haven't used the draft to this point. We'll talk all about that coming up here in just a moment as we look ahead to how the Magic will build and rebuild in the coming weeks and months. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast. I work for such a great download podcast for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast, you're covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail. This podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Wednesday is Game 1 of the NBA Finals between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Miami Heat. And the best place for you to go to get prepped for those games are from, guy, from the people and the guys and, and ladies who follow those teams every single day with a podcast just like this one. Locked on Lakers and Locked on Heat should be your go-to source throughout the NBA Finals for the experts who know what they're talking about when it comes to those teams. You've also got great national podcasts like Locked on NBA that will surely be covering the NBA Finals. And don't forget also, check out our good pals Locked on Lightning as they celebrate the Stanley Cup championship that is coming to Tampa Bay. We congratulate them and, and, and definitely giving them a listen as, as they celebrate their title and, and bringing a title back to Central Florida. No matter what your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. I think it was about two weeks ago now, maybe a week ago, that I sat here and explained why I think the Magic are in a good place. 
not maybe not a good place, but are certainly in a place that is capable of taking a major step. I sat here and explained how the Magic are on a path very similar to the path the Miami Heat have taken. A path that has put the Heat back in the NBA Finals without ever having to go through the lottery ringer, without ever having to commit to a full season of losing. As Pat Riley would say, as Eric Spolster would say, as everyone with the Miami would say, that kind of thinking is just not in this team's DNA. In fact, it was really the only time the Heat, quote-unquote, taint, at least during this latest run, they ended up with Michael Beasley, who is a player of no consequence to them. To say the least, it is very, very possible to build from the middle. And it's not just the Miami Heat, it is the Toronto Raptors who also built from the middle. It is very, very possible to be a team that is in the playoff ringer, that is in some ways struggling to get out of a a seemingly cycle of mediocrity. It is extremely possible for those teams to take the big leap into contention. And yes, to win championships. That's not to say that a team should stand still. That's not to say that a team like the Magic should stand still or be happy being the 8th seed. We're obviously not happy about that. No one wants to be the 8th seed every year. No one wants to be making playoff cameos and not progressing. We were at a crossroads, as I mentioned yesterday, because the Magic didn't take that step forward. They didn't take the leap up. They didn't take the step up and become a team that could compete for home court advantage, that could compete for something real, for a playoff series win. The Magic entered their playoff series this year, you know, feeling like they, you know, at least copied what they did last year. They confirmed what they did last year. And again, that is not nothing. That is still very, very important. But we all entered that series with the Bucks knowing they weren't going to win. I mean, I certainly want the players to say that. You say that they, they believe they can win, and, and, and certainly you, they, they should believe that. But it would have taken a hell of an effort for the Magic to win that series. And, you know, it took a hell of an effort just to take game one. So, yes, the Magic shouldn't stand still. Yes, the Magic can't simply bring everyone back. But as I've argued before, and I'll argue here again, that doesn't mean the Magic are in a bad spot. That doesn't mean the Magic are in a position where they should be completely overhauling their entire roster or changing things. After all, the key to what the Magic have accomplished and the key, uh, the, the main accomplishment that the Magic have have done in th- these last two seasons, in these last two years, has been to build a foundation of success, to create a belief, to create a system that can succeed, that can deliver playoff results or can at least make the playoffs and be in the conversation. And you don't build a foundation like that only to destroy it for whatever reason. You can tweak it. You can maybe add a a part or two somewhere. But you don't destroy it. You don't start over. Because, you know, this league is very much about consistency. This league is very much about knowing exactly what you're supposed to do. Uh, You know, they're, they're... there are more than a few Magic fans who suggest the Magic need to fire Steve Clifford, and that is just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. This is a franchise that has gone through coaches like crazy. And 
the Magic have a successful coach who's delivered them to the playoffs and you want to get rid of him? No. It's his foundation that got us to the playoffs, that got the Magic to the playoffs. You don't just throw that out. And, and similarly, with a lot of players on this roster, frankly, you don't just throw out what worked, even on a small scale. That doesn't mean you stand still. That doesn't mean you just accept what you are. You look for ways to get better. But you don't need to make drastic changes. That's why I, I firmly believe the Magic are in a position of power here. All their guys, you know, except for Evan Forney, who's got the expiring contract, there's no rush to do anything. Aaron Gordon's got two more years. Nikola Lucevic has got three more years. Terrence Ross has got three more years. Mo Bamba's got another year, but, you know, not, not a big salary, so that, that's probably not going to do much. Alfred Grimino's even got two more years. The Magic can survey the market, can wait for a deal that truly makes them better, can be strategic and smart about where they go next. And again, I do believe that's power. And I, I said it yesterday, I will say it again. As constructed, this Magic team should be good enough to make the playoffs again. It's not to say that they will. There's a lot that's gonna, that can happen, but all those other teams got to catch up to them. And they are certainly good enough to make the playoffs. They're certainly good enough in this Eastern Conference to be a playoff team once again. So with that all being said, how do the Magic grow from the middle? What is the key to growing from the middle? Certainly the key to the taking the next step is the sort of all-in trade that the Heat did when they got Jimmy Butler or the Raptors did when they got Kawhi Leonard. That is going to be the defining trade of Jeff Weltman's tenure. How, what, what player, what move does he make to cash in his chips, so to speak? You know, you grow your chips, you grow your, your assets by winning a little bit. What do you do when you push them into the middle of the table? But really... That's the last piece of the puzzle. That's the last thing that happens in the way the Magic are building right now. They got a couple of, they got some nice players. They're certainly able to stay competitive, but they need the one guy to tie it all together. And, and, and I, I, I honestly believe this too. If you find that guy that ties it all together, this team suddenly becomes very good. Um, you know, maybe not championship good. I, 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 I do concede that, but. I don't think the Magic are far off from being a team at Indiana's level or at, you know, even honestly at Philadelphia's level with how messed up Philadelphia has been lately. This is all again to say that the Magic don't need a lot to kind of tip themselves over. But the one thing they absolutely do need, the one thing that they have to get right and the one thing they have to do a whole lot better at is drafting. If you want to build from the middle, if you want to build a team that stays competitive in the playoffs, that replaces role players, that doesn't get too deep into the luxury tax, doesn't overpay players, if you want to be a team that does that, you got to follow what the Miami Heat have done and you got to follow what the Toronto Raptors have done. Those are the examples, the exemplars of teams that have built from the middle. And what have they both done so successfully? They've drafted their future. And it grew and developed from within. We'll talk about why the draft is so important here coming up in just a moment. But if you're racing, drafting is pretty important too. That's called a transition, and it's a very bad one. And that's how we're going to start talking about cars because you've listened to this podcast plenty of times before. You know who sponsors this podcast at this point. 
RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. No need to get lost. They have all the parts that you could ever want that you might need for your for your truck or vehicle. Uh, and it's all there. It's all easy to find. There's no waiting. There's no there's no searching the storeroom. There's no no you know going to store after store hoping they have the right part. RockAuto.com has it because they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. And since you're staying in, since you're not going out, since you're not going to the uh, to the car parts store, which again, why why would you? It's it's amazing. It's 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 very confusing and, and overwhelming to be frank. Relax on the couch and grab a bite from your favorite restaurant. We're all still trying to keep our social distance, even though Florida has allowed restaurants to begin operating at full capacity again. Everyone should still remain fairly careful and. And be a little, you know, still be on guard. This, this, this virus is not defeated yet. And so if you do want to go out but aren't quite ready to venture outside your door quite yet to the restaurant, have the restaurant come to you. And that's where DoorDash comes in. DoorDash is the app that brings the food you're craving right now to your door directly to you. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery delivery drop-off setting. I can't read today. With more than 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. They have everything. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities they operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDONNBA. Again, that's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. That's two ends. Don't forget, don't forget, I've said it three times, I'll say it again. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. So why is a draft so important if you're going to build from low? And, and maybe what do I mean for building from the middle? Generally, a lot of fans think that the best way to build a roster, to build a championship roster, is to tank for one. To get the top pick, to give yourself the best opportunity to get the best player in the draft. Well, here's the news flash for you. The last player to win an NBA championship with the original team that drafted him was Kyrie Irving with the Cleveland Cavaliers. LeBron James left the Cavs, came back, and and they won the championship. The last player before Kyrie Irving 
to win a championship as the number one overall pick with the original team that drafted him was Tim Duncan. The fact of the matter is, there is no one way to win a championship. It is a confluence of events and opportunity that creates a path forward. You know, unless you're the Los Angeles Lakers, it's not something that just falls into your lap. It is something that takes work and timing and precision and being opportunistic and taking the right chance at the right moment. So tanking can work. Most of the time it doesn't. A lot of the teams that win, win sort of from starting from the middle or, or, or find a way to get their star through collecting assets that other teams want. A team like the Miami Heat and a team like the Miami Heat two years ago seemed like they were in cap hell. They didn't have a superstar player. They didn't have much of anything to grow with. They'd given out big contracts to Hassan Whiteside, to James Johnson, to Tyler Johnson, to Goran Dragic, to Josh Richardson, to Dion Waiters even. They doubled down on a team that was struggling to make the playoffs, but all with the idea of A, aligning their stars to hit free agency at the right moment, something that they're still doing, to be honest, and B, all with the idea of we'll have enough big contracts and quality players that will be able to make the big deal when the time comes. In fact, look at who they traded to get Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was a sign-and-trade. They traded Hassan Whiteside to the Blazers. They traded Josh Richardson to the Sixers. They dumped Tyler Johnson off with the Phoenix Suns, or, or to the Brooklyn Nets, excuse me. Um they found ways to move their money around to create the cap space to go after the big fish. The Magic obviously don't have that luxury because A, they're not Miami, B, they don't have Pat Riley, and C, they don't have the championship pedigree and trust that the Heat haven't engendered over 20 years. But again, two years ago, the Heat were in dire cap straits. It didn't seem like they would be able to take a step up. And on top of all this, they were struggling to make the playoffs. In fact, remember, the Magic kicked the Heat out of the playoffs last season. So, building from the middle essentially means that you are fielding a roster that is still competitive, with still room to grow and the opportunity to make a big move. But this only works if you continually replace your talent. If you're bringing in cheap, young talent through the draft to help your team take that next step, to potentially grow into that next team. The Milwaukee Bucks drafted Giannis Antetokounmpo 15th. They were a playoff team that, you know, they were a playoff team when they drafted Giannis. They struggled that first year. They drafted Jabari Parker second, but then they were in and out of the playoffs until they signed Mike Budenholzer and, and really took that big leap and really discovered their identity and really invested fully in Giannis after he had developed for a few years. The Miami Heat drafted Bam Adebayo 13th. They drafted Tyler Hero 12th. There's not, a, you know, the only like top, top pick in their, on their team is Andre Iguodala from 2009 or, or two, you know, whenever he was drafted. It wasn't 2009. It was like 2004, 2005. That is a team that has been meticulously put together by good scouting, timely signings, and great draft picks. You know, again, you look at Duncan Robinson. He was a two-way guy. 
You know, you look at Kendrick Nunn, someone that was picked up off the the trash heap, essentially, when Golden State let him go. That is a team that really valued their scouting and their drafting to build a roster. And yes, they've paid those players when the time has come. But you look at why the Heat are in a position perhaps to sign Giannis Antetokounmpo in 2021 or to go after Victor Oladipo in 2021 to be a player for Big Fish, it's because so many of their key players are under that special rookie contract. You look at the Dallas Mavericks and what they're about to do. Luka Doncic's emergence this early in the process is going to allow Dallas to go after some big fish before Doncic has to sign a new deal. It is a big advantage to have rookies that can contribute immediately in some capacity and eventually maybe turn into stars. I want to give one more example before we bring this back to the, to the Orlando Magic. The Toronto Raptors faced a similar dilemma. They were considering tanking at one point, trying to go after Andrew Wiggins in that draft. But, and Jeff Waldman had a hand in this, was part of this management group, they stuck with what they had. They traded Rudy Gay away, that, that freed up some space for DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry. Now, they got Kyle Lowry essentially for nothing because his, his career was flaming, flaming out. And they slowly built themselves up into a middling playoff team. You know, get in the first round, lose, you know, kind of keep fighting. You know, Terrence Ross was the ninth pick in that, in, or somewhere in there too. DeMar DeRozan, I believe, was the ninth pick as well. They didn't have any superstar guys. But eventually they grew into a title contending team. And this was before Kawhi Leonard. They had the top record in the East. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals. They won a few playoff series. A lot of people thought they were stuck and thought they needed to restart, but instead they kept at it. And what did they do? They added Pascal Siakam at the end of the first round. They added OG Ananobi with a mid with a mid lottery with a mid draft pick, not a lottery pick, with a mid draft pick. They picked up Norman Powell in the second round. They grabbed Fred Van Vliet, and all of a sudden they had a bunch of really nice role players. You know, drafting Jakob Pertl was was a big deal, although you know certainly he hasn't lived all the way up to his expectations. And then when the time came, when it was time to push all in, they went for it. They had the assets to do it, both DeMar DeRozan and Jakob Pertl. They had the ability to make that move and still have players who could contribute at a high level. You look at what the Raptors were this year. This year, they were Kyle Lowry, Serge Ibaka, Marcus All. I got another player that they grabbed thanks to having some, some guys that they could, they, could, they could afford to shed, like DeLon Wright. They were a team that they had built and grown organically at home with draft picks, with free agent signings. And that's how you grow from the middle. How you fail from the middle is when you don't draft well. Most Magic fans fear becoming what Steve Clifford had in Charlotte with the Charlotte Hornets. A team that was always middling in the in, you know a mid-30s, high-30s team makes the playoffs occasionally, but never takes that next step. What helps you take that next step? What helps you take that next step is drafting guys that can take you to that next step, that can keep supplementing the roster with talent. The Hornets made their all-in move when they when they signed Nicholas Batum. And for a year, it worked. They traded for Nicholas Batum. They traded away Noah Vonley. They you know, used some draft capital to, to bring in a quality veteran player and it helped them. They had their star in Kemba Walker. They drafted their star in Kemba Walker. 
And they had to double down on that because, you know, they're a small market team and you don't give up on a playoff team. Nicholas Batum didn't deliver. And as he struggled to deliver, as he continued to struggle to live up to his big contract, the Hornets didn't draft well enough. It's not that they didn't draft well. They didn't draft well enough. They didn't add quality role players off the draft, off the scrap heap to get themselves over the top. Frank Kaminsky, not a bad player. Cody Zeller, not a bad player. But they're not impact players. Malik Monk never amounted to much. The Hornets, could, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, you know, was the second overall pick. And while he's a nice defender, an injury certainly sapped him a little bit, never was able to provide very much to that team. Drafting is the key to building from the middle. And frankly, it's, a, it's an area where the Magic have been mediocre at under Jeff Weltman. And mediocre, frankly, isn't good enough. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. So the Miami Heat have clearly proven, and honestly the Toronto Raptors have clearly proven that building through the middle is possible. It's undoubtedly possible. It's undoubtedly a pathway to success. Again, it's not easy. It's not guaranteed. There are plenty of horror stories and plenty of stories that show that it is not that simple. You know, you can, you know, the Miami Heat and Toronto Raptors are the best case scenario of this success. The Charlotte Hornets, again, and and I've always been a fan of those Hornets teams under Clifford. The Charlotte Hornets are a warning of where you can go wrong, of how you can fail. And then there's teams in the middle, like the Indiana Pacers, the Portland Trailblazers, teams that are perennially successful, but may not actually be going anywhere. And as a franchise, you have to determine exactly what you value. And again, honestly, like I know some people might scoff at this. Like if the Magic became the Indiana Pacers and were a consistent playoff team, you know, with with a chance to make that move up or to take that or to make that trade to get them to that next level. You know, that's where you want to be. Again, you don't want to be stuck anywhere for too long except as a championship contender. You always have to be constantly looking for ways to improve and and, and make your team better. So there's, there's never any standing still. Um, you know, that's 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 something that's got to be said absolutely. But reaching a comfortable floor is also okay. If the Magic make the playoffs every year, that's a comf- that's a good floor. If that's your worst outcome is that you make the playoffs and are out in the first round, you're doing something right. Not not everything right. There's still big questions to, a- to a- ask and answer. But you're doing something right. And, and again, I-, I don't think we should discount that. I don't think we should completely ignore that. But at the end of the day, your ability to keep your level, to keep your place... And to advance, 
especially when you're in the middle, especially when you're drafting in those teens, is to draft well, to find bargains, to find ways, uh, find advantages really, to get players on the cheap. Again, I, I always hate reducing players to, to, to assets and to money, but to get players who can contribute on the cheap so you can go spend your money elsewhere making the team better. If you have to go sign a free agent, and again, this is something we could maybe talk about with Alfred Camino, if you have to go sign a free agent to fill a role that a draft pick should have filled, you've probably done something wrong. That's, that's the truth. And the Magic's draft record is... I don't want to say spotty. I don't think it's spotty. But it's, it's not adequate either. The you know, landmark draft picks are Jonathan Isaac and Mo Bamba. And, and, and they have shown and proven that they can contribute. You know, Jonathan Isaac looked like an all-defensive team player. And it's circumstances outside of the Magic's control that has taken, honestly, both of them off the board a little bit. And a big reason why this Magic team hasn't advanced in the way that it, that it needs to or the way that it potentially could is that these two key players simply cannot stay on the court. It's not their fault. It's not the Magic's fault. It's just the way it is right now. That's not to say that they could have long-term injury issues or that, that the Magic shouldn't invest in them. I, I think the Magic should re-sign Jonathan Isaac. Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think that they should blink on that. I think Mo Bamba is going to have a very nice year in 2021. I, I'm confident that he will. And, and obviously, that's going to be a big year to determine whether the Magic do bring him back on a long-term deal. And that's, I, don't think, I don't think that's set in stone yet. And again, you're starting to see all that money pile up again. So the Magic are going to have to make some decisions elsewhere on the roster to you know, set their payroll up to absorb those big contracts. And, and again, to pay those players big, big, big contracts and play them commensurate to their deals. And again, that's where the drafting is really going to be key. But Jonathan Isaac's going to play only one full season of his four years under his rookie contract. And that's scary. That's terrifying. That's a lot of missed opportunity. As good as he is when he is on the floor, he's not on the floor enough to make that impact. Bamba is still growing and developing, and the Magic knew they drafted him as a project, and there's nothing wrong with drafting projects, but at some point, they got to turn the corner and show what they can do on the floor. Chumo Kiki lost his entire rookie year, or the Magic deferred his rookie year, to let him recover from injury, and I will say this firmly and, and, and full-throatedly, the Magic need him to hit. They need draft picks to play. They need draft picks to contribute. That is the only way you build from the middle. They need Chuma Okiki to hit. They need Obamba to hit. They need these guys to show that they can contribute and play on a playoff level team. Not Maybe not star. I'm not saying star. But play on a playoff level team. That is important. But certainly a criticism of Jeff Weltman, a fair criticism of Jeff Weltman, is how he hasn't always used his draft assets Effectively, especially late first round, early second round picks. Wessel is a nice player. I like Wessel Wundu a lot. I think he's an NBA player. I think he deserves a rotation spot. He has played exceptionally well for the Orlando Magic. He's improved his three-point shot, although still not a knockdown three-point shooter, still someone that defenses essentially ignore. But he's found a way to fill in gaps and play with strong defense. He's done everything the coaching staff has ever asked him to do. But when the Magic were faced with struggles at the small forward position, 
they didn't play Wesselundu. They acquired James Ennis. Again, they didn't give up much for him, but Iwundu didn't get that opportunity. You look at what the Heat have done with Duncan Robinson and really with the whole Sioux Falls Sky Force program. They've gotten a lot of talent from their G League. You know, BJ Johnson, Vic Law, you know, I'm a Vic Law guy, Northwestern fellow Northwestern grad. They've proven themselves that they're very capable scorers at the G League level, but when it came to the NBA, neither got a real opportunity. Again, you have to earn it. You have to prove it in practice. You have to show that you deserve that opportunity. And frankly, what they showed on the court in their limited minutes in garbage time, not exactly encouraging, at least at, at least for the NBA level. You go back and look at a guy like Justin Jackson. The Magic took him in the second round, and he has continued to struggle with injury. It's just never been right, and I don't even think he's on the Lakeland Magic anymore. I think Lakeland traded away his rights. The Magic still own his NBA rights, but he's no longer playing for their G League affiliate, which essentially means they've probably given up on him. This is all to say the Magic have dropped a lot of opportunities. And again, I'm not, say, I'm not saying go pick this specific player. You know, I'm not saying that they, they should regret not picking Kyle Kuzma or, or you know, using or, or, or trading away that 25th pick. It, it did help them get Markel Fultz in the end. But the bottom line is, if the Magic want to follow this path, if the Magic want to be a team that grows from the middle, they have to draft better. They have to draft more effectively. And that is something that they have struggled with their entire franchise history. This isn't just a Jeff Weltman problem. The Magic have to be more effective with their scouting and with their draft picks and getting them to play in the rotation if they want to follow this path. Because that's ultimately going to open the door to get the big fish that they need to tie this whole roster together and go all in to see if they can take the next step. That's what growing from the middle is. That's what growing from the middle means. That's the decision that growing from the middle ultimately comes down to. The Magic are in need of an all-in move. That's the next big development for this franchise. As I've always said, it's about finding the right one the right move, the right risk to take. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you what it is. I don't know what it is. But that's not going to happen. That's not going to be effective if the Magic don't have the infrastructure and the drafting to go with it. That's how the Miami Heat and Toronto Raptors have grown from the middle. Follow their model and draft better. And the Magic can be just like them. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You, of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore md. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening. Remember, the Orlando Magic Daily mailbag is open. You can send me your questions online at omagicdaily on Twitter or by email at omagicdaily at gmail.com. But until next time, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossmanreich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.